This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for Do Not Scratch Your Eyes is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code YOUREYES20 at manscaped.com. Yeah. <laughs> there was quite a lot of damage done to our dressing room, though, wasn't there? I, I seem to remember seeing some footage where yeah, the Delta rat yeah, was tearing yeah. the place up. Tommy, and... Tommy went, watch this, boy. <laughs> no, I, you know, I was back. I was <laughs> Someone there, too. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockhart is looking for this penalty. Penalty, penalty, penalty. Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us today is Tommy Smith. Hello, Tommy. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thanks, gents. How are you both? You well? Yep. Yeah, apart from my eye. Yeah, absolutely fine. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the Living dream. Living the dream. Absolutely. Thank you very Good much for um, coming to talk to us uh, this evening. It's, uh, it's always nice when players give up their time to uh, talk to us. What I was planning to do really was have a quick look through your your CV, if you like. You came or you started at Watford as a professional in '97, uh, so that would have been the the year that we went from the old second division to the old first division. Yes, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. So that would have been under Graham Taylor. Um, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. So Kenny um, was kind of first team manager, and then obviously Graham came in. Um, as well and supported him through that period and obviously Graham then ended up being the first team manager um, with Kenny's assistant so and obviously I was lucky enough to have Kenny as my uh, my youth team manager so it was a nice um, it was a nice pathway for a lot of us academy players or youth team players as it was then 
mm. to have a bit of a pathway into the first team. Did you um, start or did you join Watford at the same time as your brother Jack or did he come along a bit later on? Um, so Jack was or is three years, three, four years younger than me. Um, so, yeah, I was, I obviously joined first and then he graduated, I think he he started training with the club younger than I did. I kind of left for a period, I think when I was about 11, 12, I got released by Watford and then re-signed when I was about 14. Right. Whereas Jack, I think, kind of went all the way through um, the age groups from probably about under 11 all the way through. So it's a hell of a first year, really, for your debut year because the the football uh, during that season was absolutely amazing. I mean, there were so many games that I can remember from that season that were just brilliant. How much of a part did you play in that in your first season, ninety seven, ninety eight? Did you? I not much to be honest. I made a couple of sub appearances. I think I made one start, so not much at all. Um, it was really. I think my debut was at home against Oldham, um, and I got subbed on for Ronnie Rosenthal. Stop! Stop! Bad is it? I, I know. I know. It wasn't bad at all. It's not a bad induction. No. Um, and then I think I started the next game after that, which was Swindon at home. And I think I might have come off at half time at that one, or maybe early into the second. Half. I can't remember. But um, and that was pretty much my involvement. Um, I was in and around the squads a bit, but um, yeah. that was kind of all I did that year. So you were you're a Hemel lad. Were you a Watford fan? As a boy, yeah, well, kind of. I was. My mum is born and bred Watford, so she grew up in Leavesden and around and um, Abbots Langley. Yeah. Um, so she kind of all her side of the family are massive Watford fans. But my dad's a Geordie, so his and all his family are massive Newcastle fans. Oh. So we, we, I was kind of from split household. So I'm just we realizing used to watch Watford a lot. I'm just realizing your move, move to Sunderland might not have gone down very well then. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> no, not really, not really. It was a tough one to explain. Yeah, half right. The family. So, Dad, here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> kind of in the northeast, just the wrong colours. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't an easy one. But yeah, so yeah, we're kind of mixed household. So, a big part of my my kind of being a kid was was to go to Vicarage Road and watch and watch the club because they were the local team and my dad used to whiz us down there but then um, funnily enough when Newcastle started getting a little bit better under the Kevin Keegan era when I was about 14, 15 we then started travelling a bit further north into the country and going to watch a few of the away games that Newcastle would play right. um, so we kind of split loyalties really. So the, the, that, that season then you, you weren't involved massively but I seem to remember you sort of coming into it a little bit more of the following season the 98-99 season again obviously under Graham Taylor have you got any sort of memories of that season prior to our um, promotion winning playoff final yeah loads I I mean when I look back at that stage of my career I think for me it was just more about personal development rather than Mm. um, taking on board so much what the group were trying to achieve I guess because for me I just wanted to get in the team and get in and around the first team so I wasn't overly kind of aware of what the general um, instructions were from the manager then to the team I think for me I was just a bit on the outside trying to break into the squad so a lot of my memories from back then would be more personal memories I guess kind of obviously came on um, and scored at Loftus Road so that was fantastic. I scored away at Portman Road as well at Ipswich. Um, so I think I made five appearances that season. 
um, scored a couple of goals, had quite a big impact, and then was part of the journey of the playoffs and the Wembley win. So, the, you know, 18, it was just that must have been great, amazing That's to magic, be part. isn't it? Be, being 18 at, at, during that oh. period must have been must have been amazing. Uh, it, it was honestly. Um, it was kind of, I was just getting used to promotion then. You know, we had a promotion yeah. from League One. Then yeah, so you knew. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah. this not happen every season? Uh, no. So it was, yeah, as I found out, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was a fantastic journey. But for me, yeah, it was more the personal development. So it was just, right, that's the first team. How do I get in here? What do I need to do? Right. And Graham and the team, Luther, Kenny, um, Gary Johnson that was there at the time Jimmy Gilligan's were all there really I felt kind of supporting the youth players um, and, and were really helpful in trying to create and give me feedback to say look this is what you need to do to get in the first team and that was probably at that, at that stage that was my focus right how do I get in the first team how am I going to play regularly Yeah. Um, so it was probably more individual for me at that stage rather than worrying about what the team ethic was and the ethos I seem to remember you being more involved in the Premier League certainly uh, that season yeah the following season I was involved a lot so mainly off the bench but I was probably on the bench for the majority of the season I think that year I'm right. trying to remember if that was when they increased the subs I can't maybe from six, three to five or three to six. five was the following season yeah. wasn't it I think yeah. yeah yeah so that I might have taken advantage of that I think I'm sure I had maybe 30 bench kind of times where I sat on the bench and I'm sure I got on quite a lot so that again, that was a massive learning curve for me. Uh, managed to score a couple of big goals that year. Middlesbrough, Man United. Oh, I home. remember the Middlesbrough one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Middlesbrough. Yeah. Was that that was, a... They were packed. They were packed with stars, weren't they? Middlesbrough, uh, Juninho, Juninho yeah. Ravanelli. Yeah, yeah. That was Paul Ince was there. Yeah, Gary Pallister was playing. So a lot of big names as well. That yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a real for me a massive honour to score against them and also Man United as well. The team yeah. back then. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, that that was huge. So that was a, that was a real kind of a kind of me pushed into the limelight to a point of kind of thinking, wow, this is a Premier League, and wow, yeah. what you know, what an opportunity. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. yeah. Just, just to sort of butt in there a little bit, we, we've been quite fortunate enough to speak to, um, you know, Micah High, Gifton Old Williams, you know, all in and around kind of Graham and that, that promotion seasons, uh, you know, players and uh, Nicky Wright as well. And they all kind of have uh, a memory of Graham Taylor, you know, something like a, a personal kind of thing like Gifton tells a, a brilliant story about when he was he was struggling and Graham's giving him money is there, is there anything you remember from Graham you know on a, on a personal note that he ever said to you and you kind of thought that's good that's because you because I'm if I'm right in saying you you played for the England under 21s quite quite early on didn't you I remember I do remember that um, yeah and I don't know if like if, if Graham gave you any sort of encouragement around that or he was you know brilliant in my development in everything um, so I think with getting into the England, well, I played the under 18s and under 21s, and I'm sure he had a big involvement in my selection in that, in pushing me and making sure I was kind of someone that they were watching at that time. I don't know. I, I think the big thing for me was that he was very much against young players having agents and very much of the process that, look, I know what's best for you at this stage I'm watching you every day you don't need an agent to come in and talk to me just come in with your dad and we'll sit down and we'll have open and frank conversations sensible conversations yeah Yeah, absolutely and I don't know you always just kind of think well 
it's hard to know who to trust in football. I, I, I always remember this vividly that we, we got promoted to the Premier League. Graham said, I'd like to talk to your dad about a new contract for you. Um, so me and my dad sat down the night before my dad went into the meeting. I, he didn't want me there, Graham. And we came up with kind of an idea of the contract that we hoped we might get. And then, of course, as you do, you always think, well, let's push it 10% on this. And that's really <laughs> yeah. here on top here. You know, just... just as you would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They can only knock us back. And normally, we had no idea what, what really was the going rate back then. It was just, we had no agent. We weren't, you know, I was, I was probably the one bar gift and really that um, was uh, probably the next academy player to come into the team. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. really have any of my mates that I could talk to and say, well, what do you think I should be asking for or what kind of contract? How many years? Anyway, so my dad gave it to Graham when we went in there and he said to, to my dad, David, look, right, you know, if you've got any idea what you'd like and what, money-wise and years and my dad handed over this bit of paper that we'd written down and apparently my dad said a folded piece of paper just yeah here we go this is it this is what we want here are hard terms we're going to play hardball and apparently he just ripped it up and uh he'd obviously read it and ripped it up and then he wrote down something else on a bit of paper and turned it around and passed it back to my dad and um yeah it was a far better deal than the one we'd put together amazing um, blimey which is yeah again just fantastic and it, it just kind of he said look we're gonna i think it was a four-year contract i think we put two years or whatever it was and you know he had he upped the money and, and was just it was just a real kind of like look we really believe in tom um and this is what we're going to do to make sure he's happy at the club so that that for me and i remember my dad calling me and saying you know yeah. this is this tommy is. we've done it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean looking back it wasn't one of these like oh my god but you know 17 i think so it was it was a fantastic um thing for him to do because yeah it could have easily have just guided us down what would have been the right thing for the club and probably quite an easy thing to do. And, you know, we just yeah. had to sign whatever he put forward, but he didn't. Mm. He really looked after us. And I think, you know, that to me just shows what a great man he was. That, mm. 100%. Um, yeah, he just had your best interests at heart. And you kind of, not that that was ever in doubt, but you just never quite know as a player what the right path is and what the yeah, right path is. And like, like you just said, football's a, a funny old beast and everybody's out for it for their little bit. Um, mm. You know, even back then, um, clearly it just shows, as you just said, that, that, that Graham was, was right on side. So that's, that's awesome. Well, one thing we Absolutely. always take away when we talk to people that, have played under Graham Taylor is his integrity, isn't it? Really, and his honesty. Yeah, and yeah. His, yeah. It's 100%. just it doesn't ever seem to be any deviation from that. Everyone says just what an honest, straightforward guy he was, and I think that came across. We kind of we kind of got the measure of the man by hearing interviews or you know seeing how he managed the team. Just you know, loved really Graham Taylor. Very very sadly yeah. missed. Oh no, no, absolutely no. I'd echo those thoughts. Um, having worked with him and been lucky enough for him to give me my debut and to kind of all the the amazing experiences he had that he kind of would always kind of talk to you about and wouldn't let you get off with anything. He was a very tough man, right? Mm. tough taskmaster, but um, was very fair with that as well. So you never felt he was doing it unjustly. It was always for the best for you. Um, And yeah, looking back, you probably, you just get caught up in the ride, I think at the time. Um, And it's not until you probably get a bit older and you look back at all the managers I've been under and um, all the different information you get given and how lucky I was at that stage 
to have someone like him kind of fighting your corner for you as yeah. a first team manager, incredible with, with the stature he had as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fantastic, amazing, Quality. awesome. So the Premier mm. the Premier League season didn't go particularly well, uh, and we went down. The following season, though, we seemed to be doing all right up until sort of Christmas time. Flying, flying, yeah, What happened? Romping the league. I don't honestly. I really had, and we didn't know at the time. I think the only thing I think we can really put it down to was that we were um, we were playing a certain style of football, and it just seemed to I think the teams figure us out. And I think we played a couple of games where teams sat back and made things very tough for us. We were quite a direct physical team, and I think when we played against the opposition that sat back um, and it hit us on the counter-attack, it just seemed that we, we ran out of a bit of ideas. And I think, ideas, yeah. I don't know. We had quite we had a lot of young players as well and I, I don't know whether there was a lack of experience. I, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, um, I, can't, I can't quite remember if there were a few injuries that maybe we lost at key times. But yeah, the wheels, the wheels did come off. Um, yeah. in a big way I remember big, going, big to, going to Fulham around Christmas time might have been Boxing Day and yeah, you see us get thumped 5-1 I think I was like, yeah. oh man Do you know yeah, that mean? was a painful one that wasn't was it? a dread that one, was though. a tough one yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, kind of where really it all sort of fell away yeah 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 and then obviously at the end of that season Graham retired yeah um, and then Mr Viali was brought in um, and you played for for Gianluca yeah uh, I imagine that was quite a different experience oh my goodness yeah yeah <laughs> that was so, we just I, I can't imagine it, it must have been like going out one day you know to your house how you've left it coming in and they've painted the walls red they've changed <laughs> the furniture it's like what's happened here like all the training must have been different the meals just the whole philosophy of the club just overnight boom I, I, it's quite a good analogy really because we went from a very um i don't we weren't really a fashionable club we were we played graham's way that was what was instilled particularly in me that's all i knew um so suddenly all we had what seemed to be a massive budget um players coming in left right and center that were you know earning (laughs) what seemed to be incredible wages at that stage for watford yeah it just everything changed yeah you're right diet um, the way we trained, everything was on a heart rate monitor. Um, so you had to hit certain, you know, your heart rate had to hit certain points at certain levels and you had to stay within your red zones. And that now was all quite common practice, but it was something that we just had no idea about what mm. we were doing. So pre-season, you just literally run around and try and get your heart rate. That, no. that was the objective. There was no football, it was just running around. Well, for a lot of it, yeah. And a lot of leg weights and, you know, it was a real a complete change. Sports scientists came in. We didn't really have those. Um, so we do a lot more gym sessions. And the football was a lot of, you know, side-to-side stuff, which yeah, I hated yeah. as a centre-forward. Tippy-tappy. Oh, God. I used to make, you know, 30 runs. And going from Graham Taylor, it was like, right, fullback, hit it down the line, and Tom, you chase after it. You know, it went from fullback to fullback to fullback to full, you know, and I'd be making 20 runs and they wouldn't even look forward. Killing yourself. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. So it was a big, it was a big shift for the club. Massive. Um, So a lot of changes. I'm, I'm quite curious, and you touched on it. So all these players have come in. There's there's a lot of change. As a player in the dressing room, that in itself must be quite. You know, they're bringing 
I won't name players, but they're bringing strikers in, they're bringing midfielders in. And, and as a player that's been there for so long, and you, you've busted your nuts off to try and get into that first team, you must be looking around going, hang on a minute, this, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen next? And then the, you throw the money on top of that. And, you know, I've been in the changing room and I know what Brian, the, um, electrician earns per year i assume players have a fair idea or there's conversations about who earns what and 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 so forth that must have also been something that affected people i assume yeah yeah no it it, it certainly i think there was a real divide at that point in the wages that were in the dressing room so we had um a lot of players that came in on on rumors were a lot of money and then yeah. you had kind of the existing squad that were there previously that were you know paid what the standard kind of going rate in the championship was. So there was that that was a bit of an issue. I felt um, it didn't help that I think the players that came in weren't the ones towards particularly as you know as it happens in the championship <laughs> when you get yeah. the horrible cold away days. They yeah, were the yeah. ones. Yeah. I think yeah. they weren't putting the shift in, and that and that's when the real problem I think starts, starts setting in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you do get splits, and and that's how it felt. Like I was quite young in the dressing room, and so um, it put, a lot of that probably wasn't I wasn't overly affected by. It. But certainly, we were in contract negotiations towards you know from January onwards, and yeah, we didn't agree anything at that stage. Um, I was probably mismanaged, I think, by my representatives then. And I think as well, the club probably didn't weren't the easiest to deal with either. So it was kind of it was just one of those things that yeah. um, it just ended up not materialising. There was also the ITV digital crash around that time as well, wasn't there? When you had to defend yeah. some wages, there was yeah. So that happened. Um, yeah, I that was later on in the season. But that yeah, was, we were. Yeah. I always remember. Uh, I think we played Man City on the first game of the season at Main Road, and Kevin Keegan was their manager. And we 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 spent all this money, and we had all these players: Ramon Vegas, Esper Bartson, Stephen, you know, all these players. Yeah, and, and we got smashed. And I was yeah. like, this I remember hasn't it. worked. This hasn't <laughs> worked. <Yeah. laughs> this has gone very pear shaped. We don't do yeah. any win against. Yeah. Man, I remember so. that game really well because I think we we all thought going into that game we've got a real chance. And yeah, we, we were real up for it. We were. Yeah, yeah. and we didn't get near them. Oh. No, no, we didn't lay a glove on them. Really, I don't think. <laughs> no, we didn't. It was a funny old game, and uh, as soon as that game was finished, I, f- I can't remember who I was with at the time, but I said this is going to be a long, hard season. Yeah, this is, a, yeah, this is going to be a difficult one. I don't have very many good memories of that season, really. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't remember. No, it, being... it, it was the, it was a, it was a time in the club that I remember. There was so much change so quickly, and and being from Watford and have seen that club from you know mid eighties basically, it, it, that can't be healthy for, for And I know. Watford's gone for a, a similar, you know, change in the last sort of five, six years, um, even before. But it can't be healthy for that to all happen at once, and especially to try and change everything. And I mean, everything, yeah. you know, no, I... it, let alone the playing staff. I mean, my God, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. But I think the less said about the Viali era, the better for me, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, no, but I think you're right in the fact that if you brought in somebody of that ilk now, it would be a much easier transition because of the way the club are and the way they're set yeah. up. But back then, yeah. we'd gone yeah. from three, four years under Graham Taylor, who was literally the opposite end of the spectrum to what mm. Viali was and what he was trying to do in the way he played football, in the players he was trying to bring in. So it was, a compl- you know, and being local as well, you get it from fans, from friends, all saying, oh my God, what's going on? It's yeah. Yeah, you know, what, what, the style of football. Nobody was enjoying it. It no. was, it, it was really, yeah, it was destined to not work. Unfortunately, as much yeah. as 
yeah, I thought Diali was great, and he brought in a really good team around him. And it, it, I think it was just too much, too soon. Too soon, it really yeah. Was. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree. I think we felt that as well as fans. It was just from one sort of extreme to another, and it just didn't gel. And you know, yeah. I liked I liked the look of it from the from a fan's point of view, <laughs> yeah. from the outside looking in. I like the fact we got Gianluca Viali. He's won everything. He's played for all these clubs. Brilliant. But then when you actually put the plan into process, it nah, it, it, work, it doesn't it? work. It didn't work. I, you know, and as soon as it had happened, and as soon as it started to unfold, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're in trouble. And we were in trouble. You know, for for, yeah. for the time after. You know, after all that with the ITV thing and and and, and him, and he kind of gets the blame for it from the fans, I guess, Viali, but. You know, someone put, asked, someone employed him. He was him. asked to do a job, yeah, um, given absolutely. a load of money to spend, and he spent it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, no, you can't blame him for that, can you? No. Um, so. Yeah, and no one was to know the ITV digital was going to go bust. No. no. Um, but yeah, so that must have been a bit he of an pick awkward. Up the pieces for a while. Well, but that must have been a bit of an awkward conversation, right, chaps? We're going to have to cut your wages by twelve and a half percent or whatever it is. I mean, did the players all go for that as as a team, or was there a bit more sort of? No. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was not. It, it obviously didn't go down well but eventually it got agreed that we all did that I think from memory again you know I kind of felt it was different for me because I was young I was I had no real responsibilities in terms of I think I bought a flat but you know I had so little outgoings I didn't have kids I didn't you know I had my whole career in front of me so for me it wasn't a massive issue Mm. you know it it was just oh okay well you know if we need to do that for now we'll we'll just do it and you know we get ourselves out of this it's no problem but I think for some it was you know I think it was was a a much bigger deal with that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i imagine those on the towards the end of their career may have been a bit more aggrieved about it perhaps yeah yeah so yeah. luca leaves ray lewington takes over yeah. we're probably now in the 2002 2003 season when that happened i think yeah again one of those seasons that was a bit bitty but we did do rather well in the fa cup now what happened with the semi-final against Southampton why were you not picked mm. to play in that match Michael Chopra got the go ahead uh, in front yeah. of him, didn't he what what happened there well I I don't know I think I was a bit in and out of the team towards the end of that season and Chopra came in on loan and yeah Ray picked him in front of me for the for the semi-final which for me was the kind of the last nail in the coffin for me at the club I think if Ray was going to stay then I, I wasn't I just I think, uh, to be honest, I think I plateaued a bit and I think I needed a new challenge. I think players get to that point. I've come onto the scene so quickly and everything had been brilliant for me. And then all of a sudden, I'd taken a dip, I felt, in the way I was playing in my form. And I didn't know why. I think it happens to a lot of young players. I wanted to stay at the time, but I was so frustrated after that semi-final that I just felt I didn't want to play for him anymore, to be honest. And I I felt to pick a lone player in front of In my eyes, someone who was local, I'd been there, I'd scored the goals to get us to the semi-final. I felt... I felt it was my, it was my position really. Yeah, yeah. that that and, was something from the outside that, especially I remember on the day in Chopra being announced on yeah. there, and it was a kind of well, if it wasn't for Tommy Smith, we wouldn't actually be here. Let's just no. not forget that for a second. Yeah, so, no, yeah, they're... it's true. But I get that. I I know you, that as an interview got given right to play, but I just think that the fact he was a lone player mm-hmm. was a real insult because he's yeah, not even come, associated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just it doesn't mean anything. He's going to go back to his parent club so um yeah I for me that was kind of it really I just thought you know what I really need to look at myself and kind of decide what I'm going to do yeah Yeah, um and that kind of gave me the the kind of I guess 
um, the reason to leave at that point and kind of go, look, the club did offer me a contract. I was up. My contract was up in the summer. They offered me a really, they offered me a, a lesser wage to stay, which for me at that time was like, well, look, they don't want me to stay. I was yeah. not old enough to go on the Bosman. So I was 23. So I meant I had to go, I had to go on a tribunal, which, you know, yeah. again, it was a bit of an unknown sum at that stage. They kind of they had an algorithm to work out kind of what they felt you should get as a transfer fee. Right. So I ended up the following season just going on a few trials, would you believe? And that yeah, was... So I, like West Ham and Charlton. Yeah. Places, like, wasn't yeah. There? yeah, there was a couple of places yeah. you, before you sort of settled. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. So I, because the ITV Digital bust, the, a lot of the clubs were claiming they had no money. So that no one was, clubs weren't looking to invest really at that stage. Because mm. I came with... Um, and this tribunal figure that needed to be worked out, um, I wasn't a free transfer. So there weren't many clubs that were willing to take me on. So yeah, I went to West Ham, Charlton, um, did trial periods. And to be honest, that was the closest I ever came to kind of going, right, well, actually, I might just venture down another route and look at doing something different. Really? Not be a footballer. Wow. Really? Yeah, so you, were that, you were that out of love with it? Yeah, I was at that point. I spoke to my dad about it and just said, right, what, what do I do? Because Watford, it's bizarre, but Watford have to keep paying my wages even though I was out of contract um, because of the ruling with this tribunal system. Yeah. Was for them to be honoured something, they had to keep paying my wage. Otherwise, they kind of almost gave up the rights to me. So it's a weird situation. So I was a bit in no man's land. And I'd go off and trial at clubs and then I'd come back and train at Watford, but I didn't feel part of it at Watford, obviously. But I didn't have a club. So I was really in no man's land. And then, yeah, thankfully, I went up to Sunderland and Mick McCarthy there. Um, it was brilliant. And I trained for a couple of weeks and they signed Mick me. McCarthy scares the living bejeebas out of me. <laughs> yeah, rightly so. He <laughs> <laughs> scares me when I see it. There's another big name manager that you played for. Amazing. Mick McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know. yeah, I've been lucky. I've been lucky with the manager. And he's a great guy as well. Very much in the mould of kind of your Graham Taylors. Just, this is the way we're going to do it. Straight I'll tell you in. to your face. If you're not going to play, I'll tell you why. And if you do what I want you to do, then you'll play next week. And he did that. Um, yeah. And I loved him. I thought he was a real breath of fresh air after what I'd been through with Ray Lewington and Viali. I just felt he was great, back to the old school. And I was kind of like, I like this. This is my kind yeah. of manager. Tell me what you want me to do and I'll go and do it. Yeah, yeah. a lot of... Uh, uh, who's the other... Oh, Neil Warnock. He's a, another one that's brings yeah. to mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine he's good fun. I, I, I actually do really enjoy watching his um, YouTube. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> did I? I haven't seen it. Did no. I read in his autobiography that he did some chiropody on you? Or was it one of the other players? I can't remember. It wasn't me, no. Right. But, yeah. He, 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 he likes gets, feet. He's, no, he's a chiropodist, yeah. isn't he, Neil Warnock? He does chiropody. Yeah, I know. Am I right oh, in saying mate, that? Oh, mate, no. I thought I'm yeah, sorry. He, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that wasn't on me, but he is. He's, um, yeah, he's an interesting character. That's just a random thing to sort of be as a football manager, a chiropodist as well. It's just only Neil Warnock yeah. can do that. Do you know what I mean? It's just bizarre. <laughs> so Sunderland then. Um, what are your yeah. memories of Sunderland? Happy ones or? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved Sunderland. Yeah, um, massive stadium. Uh, They're nutters massive. up there as well, aren't they? The fans. There. Love. Yeah, love their football and great training ground great stadium so it was it's, it's kind of like a big club I guess so for me that was the first sample I've got of a club other than Watford yeah I loved it really enjoyed my foot and it, it was nice I think what I felt at Watford was that I was a bit in a goldfish bowl because all my friends are Watford fans I live locally so everywhere you go everyone's asking you about yeah. Watford Tommy, what's going should on? have what's done this yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you should have scored yeah. that chance why'd you do this <laughs> you know and it, and, and it kind Leave of me alone. yeah, yeah it, <laughs> 
kind of gets like that to a point you can't just go out and have a meal without someone throwing yeah. something at you just like or throwing a comment at you so I really enjoyed that it was just get away from everything and just concentrate on football and it and I, it was the best thing I did in my career without a doubt um, and we had a great run we finished third in the championship I played quite a lot scored quite a lot of goals and was ready to settle there actually so yeah that, that was the playoff season wasn't it they, they, was it yeah we lost Sunderland, didn't they? We, oh, yeah. yeah we lost we lost um, lost to Crystal Palace Palace, um, I remember. Oh, that, yeah, familiar feeling. Uh, ten men, yeah, we we second leg. Uh, ten men, we were winning, and then they scored right at the death off a corner. It went to penalties, um, and they beat us on penalties at the stadium line. I know, frustrating, <laughs> but yeah. So then um, they had offered me a contract to stay a two year deal, but then Derby came in and offered me kind of like a three or four year contract, um, and I was a free agent technically at that point. Yeah. Um, so I ended up leaving Sunderland and. Um, kind of going to Derby just for a bit more security really. I just felt who was the manager at Derby then so um, uh, George Burley oh okay George Burley yeah, yeah. Blimey, that was a scary yeah, Scots guy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> he was great really enjoyed Burley he was brilliant and um, loved my time at Derby so I had this fabulous club again kind of a smaller version of Sunderland but fantastic stadium yeah set up training ground a one kind of town club so everyone there Follows yeah, what you're doing. Them and Forest on its hatred. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, loved it there. Uh, brilliant time. So that first year we finished fourth and got the playoffs again. Lost in the semi final again, unfortunately. Oh, Tommy, um, what's going on? I know. Back to back semi final playoff losses. Oh, no. Um, I've lost, I think, four, four playoff semi finals. Were you with us when we um, lost to Hull? Were you, were you with yeah, us? Yeah, Hull. Oh, my yeah. God. He's so, a curse. Yeah. <laughs> Don't no. get him in the playoffs, ladies and gents. <laughs> yes. No, don't. And then um, Brentford as well. We lost in the playoffs semi-final. Oh my god, Brentford. So that's four. <laughs> yeah, I know. Four. Wow, that's mad. That's mad. So it's about <laughs> finished top or nothing at all. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's I was going to say you won a couple. Yeah. Of, you won a couple of championships. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah so offsets it. Offset it. Right. Yeah. Oh dear. I'm going to come to one of them in a bit because I remember it painfully. Yeah, okay. So was it around this time that you made your return back to Watford from Derby? Or was there another Yeah, time? so, um, no, yeah. So two two really good years of Derby. Um, and I was about to go to Sheffield United with Neil Warner. Um, oh, right, okay. And they just got they just got promoted to the Premier League along Premier with League, Watford yeah. and A.D. Boothroyd. So I was in negotiations with them. And at the 11th hour, I got a phone call from A.D. Boothroyd and he said, Tom, look, we watched you play in the week and you're exactly what I feel we're, we're missing in our team. And I want you to come and sign. Was that a hard decision? Um, and was that an easy decision? It was it's the easiest decision I've made um, as a transfer. Oh, really? Um, I, yeah. Funnily enough, it just, as soon as I got off the phone with him, A, I was really impressed with his phone call. Loved what he said, loved everything about kind of what he, he just kind of almost knew me inside out. And he said, I've spoken to this guy about it, I've spoken to that manager, I've spoken to this player who's played with you. This is what I want you to come and do. Come down and meet me. So um, I spoke to my wife and I said, Look, this it looks like we're going to go back to Watford. And we'd lived away for a few years at this she's point. She's like, oh, The um, shopping's good, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's kind of she's she's local, so she, you know, it was good for her. We'd had our daughter at that point, so it just all fit in really nicely. Um, so I went and met Aidy and we had a 
wander around Driftridge Road and he's such an impressive guy he's so charismatic and full of kind of just the love of the game and you could just tell he would just be a great guy to play play for so yeah we, it happened within 24 hours so I was back at that point bloody hell um, that was quick yeah yeah it happened really quickly it was right on the kind of the cusp of the end of August so it was one of those I think we only had a couple of days to get it done that was a that was a strange season because we when you look back at it we were missing goals that season mm. you know Marlon King got injured he was he yeah. was scoring he was scoring yeah, regularly at the, yeah at, the, at the beginning and I don't know it was just we just kind of never really got never really got going that 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 season it was not too much too soon because nobody really expected us to get up that following season anyway but how how do you sort of see that season what what were your kind of highlights of that season um <laughs> It's hard, isn't it? It's hard in the FA Cup. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah, yeah. The FA Cup was a good run, um, so that that was a highlight. But I really enjoyed it. But it was hard work. It was Aggie was a tough taskmaster, and the way we played was quite attritional. So we were very much. It was all about outrunning teams, about outmuscling them, about percentage football, and it just it was quite intense. Mm. It was a bit of a pressure cooker, I felt, and I think. AD had got promoted off the back of playing that way, really high press, intense, very well organised. And I just think we just probably didn't have enough of a transition to kind of from that to maybe playing a bit more football and, and yeah. having a bit more guile about the way we played. Because I think we we were very competitive. And we never really got beaten that badly, but we were never overly convincing either. I don't think we never really. I don't think oh, we, we had, had to play anyone. There were some crazy games. I mean, I, I, I oh, watched the one the other day, the Fulham game. Yeah, um, that springs to mind. That was that was bonkers. Um, Portsmouth as well. Yeah. Yes, you know, there, there was, yeah. a, there was a, a good few games in there. But yeah, like you say, I just we we were competitive, but we just lacked that you know that final third just to get over the line in some games. Yeah, and, yeah it cost us in the end. Yeah, it was a shame because. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going up and coming straight back down again is not a very nice experience, really. No. You, don't, you haven't no, established works for Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I think there's a stat that I think if games finished at 80 minutes that year, we'd have finished 13th or something. So it just shows yeah. that I think we worked so hard that we were just always a bit drained by the last 10 minutes, and I think that yeah, kind yeah. of that focus drops. Yeah, and that's when the quality from other teams shone through, and yeah. we did concede a lot of late goals, and I think it was down to the fact that we put so much in to be in the game that at the end we kind of you know we're all a bit jaded and a bit mentally tired and yeah and I think that's what cost us a little bit just that yeah. kind of um, lack of quality to keep the ball and just to have a second option yeah. we were a bit more we were a bit one one dimension did you get player of the season that year was that the year you got player of the season uh, I think it was, was it? Uh, yes no yes Oh six, no, oh seven. No. I Ben Foster got it that year. I was eighty and I remember you were voted the best outfield player. Outfield player. That, that was, was how that was how he worded it. But yeah, yes, yeah. Ben got great, it. In Graham, in Graham Taylor's day, he would be outraged that a goalkeeper was given any award whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> Tony, he would be, wouldn't he? Tony oh, no. Colton told I'd us. I'd have got that. it that year as well. You would have got it that year, yeah. 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 <laughs> From Watford to Portsmouth, is that correct? Yes. 
big yes. money transfer, if I remember. Well, yeah, I guess so. For the time, you know. For back the... then, yeah, back then it would have been. Um, is there is there a bit of pressure on? Do you do you pay much attention as a player if you go for? I mean, when you say um, millions, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I know it's nothing. Drop in the ocean now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, it's the way football's gone, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Um, was there pressure? No, not really. No, I didn't think so. No, I, I, I didn't really feel that kind of a transfer fee pressure. I don't. I, I don't really feel it was a big enough sum for it to feel like that at the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The time I moved, I mean, it was on the cards. Unfortunately, Watford needed the money, and they were very open and just said, "Look, we've got a couple of assets that we need to sell, and you're one of them." Unfortunately, so I ended up going down to Portsmouth, and it was a bit of a shambles in the end. Unfortunately, they <laughs> they just got had no money and. Um, as a fake, I don't know if it was a fake takeover, but I think as a consulting from Dubai that bought into the club, yeah, the world was this. falling apart did financially. You, did you point. turn up there and kind of go, this isn't exactly what I... <laughs> well, it was a massive step down in terms of you know, the, the training ground was dreadful. Yeah, the ground um, is brilliant. No, yeah, the ground is kind of falling apart. I mean, it's yeah. a brilliant place to go, but a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, been there a few the ground times. itself. Yeah, but the ground itself is really old and rickety. So yeah, it was a bit, and it, yeah, we got we went into administration, and it was off the pitch was a shambles. We didn't get paid properly for the whole year. Um, wow. We didn't get any of our bonuses for the year. Um, so when I left, I wrote off kind of all the bonuses that I was due, just just, oh, just so I could move on. Really. So it was a bit of a yeah, it was a bit of a shame because for me it was a real wow, proper Premier League team, big sum of money. Really good contract for me. And it only lasted a year, really. And it was, yeah, yeah, it just turned out to not be what I hoped it was, really. That's not very good. And from there to QPR, wasn't it? QPR? From Portsmouth, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that was that was brilliant. I mean, that, that was really kind of got got my upset me back. a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't mind. I mean, listen. I, I dislike Luton a lot, and yeah. as any as any true Watford fan would. But QPR are also not far behind them in in, in my way. And when one no. of your when one let me how do I put this correct? When one of your sons, you know, one of your people that you love to watch play football goes and joins someone that you. You just, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I yeah. do get that. And then, you and know. then you went and won the league at Vicarage Road. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Watford fans have forgiven me for that. Now. Yeah, we have um, now. We have. We're better, than QP- we're better than QPR now. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. It's, it's fine. fine now. But we're fickle. Yeah, we're fickle. Yeah. There was quite a lot of damage done to our dressing room, though, wasn't there? I, I seem to remember seeing some footage where yeah. the Delta rat yeah, was tearing yeah. the place up. Tommy, and... Tommy went, watch this, boy. <laughs> no, you know, I was putting it all back. <laughs> Someone there too. <laughs> yeah, to bits, absolutely. Um, to bits. I know. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? How fo- yeah, football just puts these stories out there, doesn't it? Yeah. You, know, that you think, God, for us to win the league, but then for it to be at Vicarage Road, and yeah, I scored as well. So it just, yeah, it was yeah, I did. I wasn't even yeah. going to mention that. I wasn't uh, even going to mention that. I, I know, right in front of me. I know. As well, so talk Tommy. about mixed emotions. Yes. You go back there and Malky was mad. I don't remember you celebrating though, actually. No, I didn't celebrate. I was no. very um, humble. Just Yeah, yeah I think you did. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashley Young's got to face us lot yet soon because he celebrated when he scored for United I know. a while back. Yeah. He was we'll very over the top, wasn't he? He was a bit naughty that day. Yeah. He was a bit naughty yeah, that day. Was. 
I know we were giving it to him, though, to be fair. So I, yeah. I, I half get it. And it, it is, it's a love, it's football, isn't it? It's very tribal. It's like you're, you're ours one minute and then you're, you're not. And that's, that's yeah. football fans. It's, it's and bonkers. emotions run so high that I just yeah. think you do things often and you look back and you think, God, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I know, but it, it does. It just takes you over, doesn't it? And you just yeah, can't yeah. see the wood for the trees and... Um, yeah, it does happen. So I think you've been there. Well, I think you've been at Watford at uh, just to go back to Watford. I think you've been at Watford at two yeah. very interesting times because you've played under, for me, the best managers we've had: Graham Taylor and Ad Boothroyd. And so you had a bit of a taste of both of them. Um, so yeah. it's just interesting that you came back when you did because I think you came back, you know, at, at quite an interesting time. In, in Watford's development that was I've got very mm. fond memories of the AD Boothroyd period apart from when it all started to sort of unravel and the fans started getting on his back and ultimately he he, he left did you play for us under Brendan Rodgers or did you were you out by then no no yeah I did yeah I had that kind of 10 months or so wasn't it wasn't it, very long Brendan. was it yeah. Um, yeah yeah I know look, I know he's not very well liked by the Watford fans understandably so but I yeah I love Every minute working. He's doing all right now, isn't he? Just Honestly, <laughs> no surprise at all because he. I've I've been really fortunate enough to work with a lot of really varied and good managers and a lot of really bad managers as well. Um, but for me, he. If anyone says to me who's the best manager you've worked under, it's Brendan's always the wow. One. Okay, wow, that's uh, a big shame. One. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I only had him for kind of that ten months or so, probably less. But yeah, just great guy. Really, his football knowledge is incredible. The way he sets up training going to matches great man manager so I know it's always hard for Watford fans to I think the only reason the only reason really that we we didn't really get on with him is because he sort of said, "Oh no, my future's at Watford," and he sort of then disappeared off to Reading, and it was like, "Hang on a minute, five minutes ago, yeah, yeah." Then then that blew up, yeah, and everyone was like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, (laughs) and then he's got and then he's got on to achieve what he's got on to achieve. So can't knock. Yeah, no, fair play. So I I, as as a Watford fan, funny enough, like what he did, but he is he he does seem to know what he's doing. First question comes from David Lavender. Uh, what did it feel like scoring the winning goal on your debut at QPR, especially in front of a packed away end? He remembers it well. Limbs everywhere. First goal for... Well, in your, <laughs> yeah, that must have been something special. Yeah, it was. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's bizarre, really, because um, I, I, it was such a big game at that time because we were really on a great run to get in the playoffs. Um, we made up a load of ground and we needed... I think we were 1-0 down or... No, it was one all away at QPR and I'd been on the bench and I just thought, well, I'm not going to come on. I'm just here because we've got a few injuries. And Graham threw me on and, yeah, second touch, I scored. So it was a bit of a uh, rabbit in the headlights. Amazing. Where you just suddenly, like, what do I do? How do, how do I celebrate? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. And then after you've got all these interviews to do and, you you know, you feel like, God, um, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. It must um, be all of a yeah, no, sudden from nothing to... to you know, to that is is incredible. I do remember that goal was there. It was awesome. As I said, oh, yeah. not, not oh. a massive QPR fan, so it was, it, it was <laughs> no. But it's a great stadium, though, QPR. I love it's, playing. Yeah, it's Open a proper. Away, you know, it's a proper football ground, is what I'd school. call it. Yeah, definitely. And on that Absolutely. brings me on nicely to the next question, uh, David Morris. Other than the Vic course what is the best stadium you have ever played in got to be for atmosphere i guess uh, uh, uh well i don't know there's different reasons for that so being 
that my dad's a big Geordie, so playing at St James's Park was a big one for me. So that 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 was a nice box to tick. Yeah, I played there. But I think I always loved playing in either Anfield or at Goodison Park. They're just both. It just seems that the fans are fantastic. The atmosphere yeah, yeah. was electric at both grounds, um, and they're just proper football grounds, kind of old, but the fans yeah. are close to the pitch, and you know, just always get a lot of respect back as well from from both sets of fans. That's good to hear. Um, That's good. To yeah, hit. so I've won at both grounds, and they're always, you know, they give you a clap when you walk off, and you know, so just yeah, nice. Nice memories of both those grounds. That's good. Right, next question. Some say you should never go back to a club after you have left. What drew you back for a second stint at Watford? I felt I had a point to prove. I felt I'd left and become a better player. So I, when I left the first time and would come back with other clubs, I'd get a bit booed. and Not by everyone, certain sections. And I just felt when the opportunity came up, I felt I'd improved a lot in a couple of years I've been away. So I was really keen to come back and show that I was a better player than the one that left. Like that. Um, so that was, that was my big motivation, really, yeah. Uh, mutual friend of ours, Jason Grace, asks, name a, striker, oh, right. dead, name a striker, dead or alive, who you would have loved to have played with? Wow, that's a good question. Um, he does throw them in. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, I mean, for me, I would love to have played with Alan Shearer. Um, yeah. kind of that he was a bit of an idol of mine growing up and then when he moved to Newcastle as well um, and I think we'd have played well together yeah um, his, his story is incredible actually when you look back at it that he could have moved so many times and just his love yeah. for the Geordies and that that part of the world it just kept him there didn't it and he, he if it wasn't for the Blackburn Rovers Premier League win you know it's incredible what he's, he, you know, potentially, I know. and that's that's good, and that's that's what I think as fans you you dream of. You, you want those players to, to to be like that. Oh, oh, you do absolutely. I remember when um, Andy Cole left Newcastle for Man yeah. U, and I was all my mates were Man U fans, and I, you know, I, I couldn't believe it and the stick you got, and yeah, you know, it's true. You just kind of think a lot of respect for Andy Cole for staying. Yeah, when he could have moved on. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, it's I, unbelievable. I, I, when I was at school, Paul Furlong moved from Watford to Chelsea. Basically, I think he paid for the rookery or it paid yeah. for the redevelopment. The, I was gutted. Yeah. yeah, school was... I didn't want to go to school. Yeah. All the Chelsea... <laughs> I didn't want to go. I was like, no, I'm not interested. No, no, you know you're going to get it, then. Yeah, yeah. So, no, good question. Worst ground you've played at? Like, sort of atmosphere where you thought... <laughs> This is a bit much. Like maybe a derby. What sort? Of, have you? Did you play against Forest at Derby? Yeah, yeah, bit, I did. Bit naughty that was. Yeah, it's a bit naughty. Um, I mean, the worst one was the Watford Luton game when yeah. it was all nobody punch ups everywhere. Nobody outside. Nobody outside in the footballing world understands how bad that derby is. They don't. They just no. do not get it. I tell no. everyone. No, no. Which forget one? Man United fans. Well, forget it. Luton yeah, I've, look, I've played Portsmouth, Southampton, played um, in that derby, and that, yeah, that's really hostile. But again, it was, um, yeah, the worst one miles is the Watford Luton. I mean, wow. that was that was carnage. <laughs> that night was just insane. Um, <laughs> and I remember my wife worked in, um, she was just working in a, 
a shop on the high street. And I remember she messaged me saying, you know, are, are you at the ground yet? Because there's fights kicking off in the high street. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it was bad. It was, but we were barricaded just... in a, a Weatherspoons, I think, at one point. We weren't allowed <laughs> yeah. out. It was, oh, so yeah, it's not, it was like a war zone. This is the 2002 <laughs> game, the cup game we're on about, the League Cup match. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. cup game, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. they all got, they yeah. all come on the pitch, didn't they? All the police were yeah, outside the all ground. On the pitch. And they all, yeah. all of them come in the ground and, yeah, we're on the pitch, yeah. That was an awful game as well, really. I mean, yeah, yeah we lost that. That was yeah. Matty Spring. Matty, Matty Spring's goal. That that was, yeah, that was a great goal. I remember it well. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was a great goal. I'd like to get him on this podcast. I'd love to get Matt Spring <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, to be fair, he was great He's for a good us. Lad. When he came when he came to, to play yeah. for us under AD Bufford, he was amazing, Matty Spring. So Tommy, just just before I go like I'll just think of another question. During your two stints, yeah. who are who are your yeah. kind of buddies that you used to hang around with like your roomies or, or whatever who are your kind of main your main oh, sorry about that's my alarm um <laughs> the first one kind of there, there's a group of us youngsters that kind of all broke into the team similar times so um david perpetuini gifton um yeah. paul robinson darren ward um oh, darren ward, who yeah. Else? Ward, who, yeah he was good warden and he yeah, yeah. he's he, Big Left, central defender. Yeah, like um, so there was a group of those, and jo- Johan Goodmanson. Really. Yeah, Goodmanson. Yeah, um, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of a young lad that came and signed and kind of joined our group. Um, so yeah, there, there, there was a few of us youngsters around there that were kind of on the edge of the team. So they they were the ones I was friendly with. And then um, second time round, Malky Mackay, Richard Lee. Uh, like a bit of golf, then, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Darius Henderson. So here we are. Yeah, yeah. Loads of good friends we've picked up over the years. That's um, amazing. Yeah, we're still in touch. So um, been lucky, really. That's Brilliant. cool. That's awesome. And you're you're still fairly local in the area, anyway, aren't you? So you've, you've stuck around. Yeah, yeah. So I'm over in Tring at the moment. So I'm not too far away. And I was lucky enough. Uh, not, well, the last, the Premiership season, two. Well, I guess a season ago, um, was back doing a bit of work for the club. Um, yeah, in the corporate lounges. So that was that was great to be back um, and to be watching the games again on a Saturday. It was it was really nice actually. So oh, no, that's good. It's a lovely. Now looking, we're back. It's a lovely looking stadium now, isn't it, Vicarage Road? Oh, yeah, I mean it's changed so much since I played there. It's you now they've done a great job, really good job. It's um, amazing, yeah. So hopefully I'll be back at some point once once allowed. That'd be great. No, that'd be good. And what good. you? I've, I've just renewed my season tickets today, so that's a ah, good sign. Good. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Look forward to that. I've not had the email yet, but that's another story. Um, so <laughs> uh, you're. Uh, sure you will. Sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure I will. So these you're days. Personal. Uh, yeah. So these days you're, you're in property. These days is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a long, long story really. So I cut it right down, but. My dad's a chartered surveyor and I was kind of coming to the end of my career and I was talking to my brother as well, who was a professional for all his footballing career up until 33 as well. And I was 30, well, I was 33 at the time. So Jack would have been coming up to his 30s and we were, we knew we had to do something post-football. Having both left school at 16, you just start thinking, geez, you know, where, <laughs> oh, where do you turn? what do we do when we finish? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a common question with footballers. Um, and look, I did I've loved football, but for me, management wasn't something I felt I wanted to go into at that yeah. stage. Agency again wasn't quite for me, and um, yeah, I just fancied a fresh break, so bought into bought an estate agents, and it's kind of snowballed from there. So that was about seven, eight years ago, and yeah, so now I've got a 
kind of a five estate agency branch locally. Um, so just kind of do that day to day. So really lucky Jack works with me as well. Um, so yeah, keeps me busy. Um, so I imagine being local, going really well. being local, you get that whole, uh, are you Tommy Smith that used to be? <laughs> oh, well, I did it to Tommy. I used to work for Mercedes-Benz in Hemel Hempstead and I was walking through and I was like, that's Tommy Smith. <laughs> I was like, bloody Tommy Smith, everyone. And they're like, Tommy Smith? No, no, because they're all Arsenal and Chelsea fans, so nobody gives them uh, rats. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, this yeah. man gets VIP treatment wherever he goes. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Very <laughs> kind. I remember. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, so it's good. It keeps you busy. And, um, yeah, it's nice to have a, a proper kind of um, focus and. You know, I know it's not easy when you retire. It's hard to replace. Yeah, we, we've spoken to a, a few players and, you know, yeah. it's it's quite, I mean, it's reassuring that, you know, all the ones that we've spoken to are either in football or have done something else because you do hear so many horror stories about footballers, you know, and I'm, yeah. I guess it's such a bubble to be in. If you if you maybe trust the wrong person, like we said at the very beginning of this podcast, it, you know, at the end of it, you just you just never know. So, no fair play that you're doing so well, mate, and uh, well done. Great memories of, of, of you being in a Watford shirt. Thank you very much for wearing the yellow and all that you've done for us. I forgive you for scoring sure. and winning the championship <laughs> yeah. at Vicarage Road. Good man. Thank you. Uh, but no, honestly, mate, it's, it's lovely to chat to you and thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been, been amazing. Fun. Thank you very much, Tommy. Thank you very much. Cheers. Nice one. Top man. Have a good Cheers, one. Tommy. Thank you. Catch you later. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye, Thank bye. you. Bye. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code YOURIS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at manscaped.com. And use the code YOURIS20. Your balls will thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.